Hi, this is Naomi Ortiz. You're listening to the Kansas City Social Hour. Well, get on with it, motherfucker. Cause we cooler than some polar bears' toenails. Oh, hell, there they go again, talking a shh. It's the Kansas City Social Hour with Ruben Ortiz. And Mark the Mac Miller, let's get it on. If or if not, the child we raise gon' have that nigga syndrome. I will it know to beat the arse regardless of his skin tone. I will it feel that if in tune it, it just might get picked on. I will it give a fuck about what others say and get gone. The alienators, cause we different, keep your hands to the sky. Like sounds of blackness when I practice what I preach, it don't lie. I'll be the baker and the maker of the piece of my pie. Now break a break a tin folk, can I get some reply? Now everybody say, Throw your hands in the air and wave them like it just don't care. And if you like fishing, Grits and I'll let him shh. <laughs> what up, outcast? And it was uh, m- my boy's idea, Mark the Mac Miller, to listen to Pandora's outcast radio station. And that's what we we're listening to when we got a little bit uh, warmed up for the podcast. We did a live PAPS video on Facebook and What that video entailed was getting people excited to get some free stuff and a free happy hour. Details are coming soon. That's to be determined. If you commented on the video, we're going to holler at you. You're going to come kick it with me, Corey, and Mark Miller, and Paps Brewing Company. And we're going to have an awesome happy hour. So stay tuned for that. I haven't forgot. We got that going on. The other thing is T-shirts t-shirt release party that also yet to be determined i should be hearing back shortly as soon as the shirts are done we only did a limited run based off of the feedback that i got of people showing interest i know more people were interested and they just didn't comment so in the future we're gonna see how this one rolls out but very limited run of these t-shirts they're badass john conway designed them they're a spoof off of game of thrones And uh, there are the Hall of Glass t-shirt, exclusive Hall of Glass t-shirt coming soon. They're badass. As soon as we have the details about that, come and hang out at the t-shirt release party. They're going to only cost around 20 bucks. And then we're going to retire that design. We're going to move on to another design. So real excited about this t-shirt. Game of Thrones spoof. Be on the lookout for that. It's been hot as hell, man. Very hot. And we recently went down to the lake. Oh, so much work taking the kids down to the lake. All I want to do is kick it. And all the kids want is for me to be doing shit for them. So it was a good vacation for them. The few times that I did get to chill, my boy, Mark Miller, hooked me up with Paps. Paps is an excellent beer for the lake. Excellent beer for the summertime. When you just want a nice refreshing beverage after mowing the lawn, you're going to be out at the lake. You're going to hit the game and tailgate in this blazing heat that we got going on in Kansas City. Be sure to crack open a Paps Blue Ribbon Lager for that ass. And I wanted to mention that they also hooked me up with some Woodchuck Cider. Woodchuck Cider, different kinds. You get the dry cider you got the sweeter version of it but woodchuck cider is also a refreshing beverage in the summertime and i'm gonna be completely honest i don't usually cider but cider i'm glad that i did i'm glad that i tried it it was a really good time also not your father's root beer and vanilla cream sodas man those were the that was the most pleasant surprise of of all the things that i tried over at the lake was the not your father's cream soda vanilla cream soda 
man, really go and check that out. Get you a six-pack of that. You're not going to be disappointed. It's got that Madagascar vanilla, extreme vanilla punch to the face. And the root beer tastes like some really good root beer. I think it hovers around 5.9% ABV. So, you know, it's going to go down real smooth like a soda, but be careful, man. Super refreshing, delicious drinks. Woodchuck cider, PBR lager, not your father's root beer, not your father's vanilla cream soda. They also got the ginger ale. I didn't try that one. But the other two were excellent, man. Now let's get on to the podcast. And we are live. Hey, man, what's going on, bro? So we just go right into it. Yeah, Mark, I'm here with Mark Miller. We just finished doing a video on Facebook. Uh, Ruben wasn't sure what to do with his hands. I didn't know what the fuck to do. What do I do with my hands? Uh. It was uh, that was interesting. I gotten a lot better at doing this podcast thing because basically we're just fucking hanging out we're talking we're drinking beer the video live feed was genuinely stressing me out bro Ruben was sweating balls, i was fucking man. sweating bro it got i was hot. like it's hot in here man it got hot man i feel good now though i did that and i chilled out but you know it's not a big deal it's just we're the video live feed is just hang, us hanging out too so i don't know what the big deal was it was just a different dynamic everything you know gets better the more you do it and so hopefully we'll be able to do more video live feeds and I'll figure out what the fuck to do with my hands. Well, that's what we talked about before, man. But I think it's good to make a plug for all the the new craft breweries popping up in KC where we're saying if you come out and you give everybody all you got right away and you don't grow with the community and you come out with a big-ass tap room and it's like, boom, this is all we got, you know, like we're talking about Crane. Yes. They started distributing. They came out. And now they got the tap room coming. It's a lot of fun to build and grow with somebody, and I think that's what you're doing with the podcast. So it's a beautiful thing, man. Mark, he he, he he's uh, I just philosopher. Met him. <laughs> no, he's already made some really cool uh, comments on. I'm, I'm, I've already feel really. He, well, first of all, he pulls up out of his car and just has a tremendous <laughs> amount of swag and stuff for the listeners, and was tremendously supportive. Corey slammed him the last podcast. I wasn't down for that. I was. Oh, you could see I was on the fence about it, bro. I don't know, man. I listened to it. It was pretty hard. <laughs> yeah, I got roasted, man. Yeah, I told him I was going to roast him a little bit, but I was just messing I just with got him. Straight punked. No, so he, so he comes out. He's got all this cool stuff for the listeners. He's got uh, cool. Uh, Corey's a big Texas fan. He has a Lone Star uh, Brewing thing for him. He has this awesome. Uh, Billy D. Williams clock, Colt forty five, just dope, dude, just just awesome, man. And then all kinds of cool stuff. Uh, we're about to go to the lake. He hooks me up with sixteen ounces of PBR, which is gonna go. It's gonna make me Cases. a very popular person. I mean, and so so he's cool like that. And then I get to talking to him, and then he's tremendous, like supportive of the podcast and what we're doing. And he makes the point, you know, of like people like to be part of something as it grows, you know, as, you know, you, you're there from the ground floor and you can't be any more ground floor than in my fucking basement with my kids. <laughs> Rhapsody of the basement, man. That's, That's right. We're in the, literally Ruben in the basement, by the way, just so y'all know. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's the first guy that, no, no, they think there's been a couple, but not that quickly that I shared that with him because he saw my keyboard over here immediately knew what it was. I got you know, the first dude. They knew what the fuck that keyboard was. Well, M Audio is the best value. Just kind of so, yeah. like PBR is the best value. And that's all. <laughs> yeah, hey, that was good, man. 
And, See, uh, <laughs> if I would have met up with you guys when I uh, skipped out on you, I wouldn't have had those quick ones. Because, uh, <laughs> the trip we came back from was rough. I yeah. Needed, I needed four days to chill. So he I was. Slept, I slept through a 7.30 p.m. meetup. <laughs> well, why, don't, why don't you talk a little bit about that? So he, he's, he was supposed to be on the podcast uh, about two weeks ago. He, I was pumped, and actually, no one was in the house that day, so could have gotten rowdy. Yeah, yeah, we could have went crazy. Nah, but you know, it's it's ideal situation because you know you're not bugging anyone. You could be as loud as you fucking want, whatever. But so I was like pumped. I was like, sweet man, this is awesome, man. That's actually never happened that we had a podcast where it was just the guys. You know what I mean? And and we are down here isolated pretty much, but we had the whole fucking house to ourselves at that point. But uh, so. And then I called him because it was, you know, and, and uh, yeah, I'll let you take it from there. What's well, going I don't on? know, man. What was going through your head? Because uh, I well, woke I, up and I was like, who, who the fuck's calling me? And I was like, uh, hold on. I was like, um, well, let me call him and see what's going on. But then I, I called him and, and you sounded you sounded a little rough, Braggy. bro. Yeah. <laughs> so what was going on, man? What did you have? That, what, that you had a, you well, said I, you had a pretty tough week and well, we've been traveling pretty pretty hardcore man we've been going back and forth for we had uh we can get into the stories but we did a uh project paps out in denver colorado where pbr puts on their own music festival which originated in portland so we can get into that later so that's in denver you said yeah that was in denver that was the first time for denver and that was huge man we had artists like big crit and a bunch of other local artists but uh and then two weeks later, it feels like then we're going. So it was no out. fun for you. Yeah, no, it was yeah, <laughs> working's hard. And I think a lot of people are interested in that, like the day to day. Oh yeah, you know the trips. I mean, what is it like being a sales rep for the the third largest yeah. uh, beer in the country? Yeah, brewery. Man. Think about that, guys. The third largest brewer. In the country, and uh, we have one of their reps right here. And, wh- and what does that entail? Like, what is that? What is that like, man? Well, I think the funny thing is that you guys are roasting me. Like, I was too good to show up, giving me a hard time. But <laughs> my background has been some of the smallest companies, you know. So to jump from a couple different startups, and coming from the wine side, and and, and then a cider side, and all startup companies, and then to jump on with Paps, it's. Uh, it's been a learning curve and a lot of fun because the Paps crew is like a rock and roll party, man. Like, if you're ever at a trip we're at or if you get to experience a time with us, you'll walk away and you'll never curse at a, a Paps name ever, man. You'll have a great time. Well, you know what? And one of the things, and, and this isn't where everybody has their opinions on shit, but I think for the most part, being that you're the third I think some people would be surprised to even hear that, quite frankly. But I think because so. you guys feel kind of like Paps seems like the like a more of a of an underdog, you know what I mean? In in that, so I think it kind of it has that that underdog feel to it, like almost that craft feel to it, and you even embrace it. Like one of your hashtags is like compliment the craft, acknowledging that yeah, you guys drink fucking craft beer. That's cool. Compliment it with the shit that you can have on the lake. You know, some of these uh, other offerings that we have, you know, these sessionable things and stuff that that's enjoyed by a, a broad range of people. For but sure. But you don't you don't have perhaps doesn't have, a, you know, that big beer uh, 
stigma as right. much. Yeah, for I know sure. what you mean. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, because I compete with those guys. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah, and you guys feel, and it feels so like you said. Uh, it does seem like it would be a party to hang around with a bunch of paps. Dude, dude, it's, and I it's unreal, man. I'm having the most fun of my life, and I feel like all the groundwork that I put in to get here has finally paid off. That's awesome, and, brother. And uh, it always hasn't been like this, so it's I'm grateful and every day. The last 15 minutes that I've been with you right here has been definitely a party for me, too. Uh, <laughs> so I'm like, hey. Yeah. This uh, appreciate the, is pretty uh, badass. <laughs> Rieger whiskey uh, start off, too, man. Oh, yeah. Shout we, out to Andy Rieger. We were over here uh, having a few um, of the, what are those glasses called? These little bourbon glasses of... Sniffers. Sniffers. Yeah, of the Rieger, at Kansas City Rieger whiskey. Really good stuff, man. Yeah. Awesome. Rolls into that old tankard nicely. I like to, yeah, for sure. I always like to start off... There, uh, people, I know there's always that... Uh, what is that saying? That little rhyme, the liquor sicker shit or whatever? Yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah, well, anyways... It, it's like legit. Like you ever seen that uh, that TV show where they liquor for beer in the clear? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I think after you hit the age of thirty, it's all downhill. So yeah, it, it'll. Put I all got of one year back. left. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I was watching with that like MythBusters, and they tested that shit, and it's like a legitimate science behind it that if you drink liquor first, something that's created in your stomach doesn't. You know, it, it doesn't make you feel as shitty as if you start off with beer and then move to to liquor, which kind of sounds like common sense anyways. I think, you know the, I, mean? uh, I think water is the most important. Yeah, factor. for sure. <laughs> and we're actually sipping on water because... That's some ice clinks when you hear it right there. Part of it is because I was drinking that old tankard. I got a 16 ounce of old tankard and I was drinking it like it was water. <laughs> Part yeah, of it was, it was being nervous. On our live feed, it's like, I want to tell people it's a session beer, but it's almost 6%. So I'm like... Uh, it drinks like a session beer, but part of it was get my you warmed up. Oh, for sure, five eight, bro, and and uh, for sure, part of it was being nervous. But the other part of it was like, you know, it's not this hard beer to drink, like you're saying. You know, it's really yeah. sessionable, which is surprising, well, man. I, I did wanna... not expect that when when I saw the the you know mark the ads for it and stuff, and I posted it. I hadn't never had Old Tanker before, and I was like, huh, you know, what's interesting. I see what this is about. Kind of blew my mind what it actually Appreciate was and that. the color of it. and It's good, man. I think it's nice to make a plug real quick on it because it is new, but it's not new. Like, uh, Paps is all about these old school local legend brands. And uh, this was actually made in 1937, an American ale that has the style of a, uh, like, a extra special bitters. But it's, it's easy to drink. Um, almost like a pale ale but it's old school it's a classic like charlie said from ballast point before on the uh the new judgment of a pale ale today is the grunion i think it's cool to pick up an old tankard ale and kind of see what an old school classic was you know and uh if somebody was if you were at a craft brewer and they said that they had a classic take on a you know an old school american ale or something like that and and they presented this to you you would it wouldn't you know it'd be exactly par for the course like you would think yeah yeah this is you know cool you know this is but then uh so making me thirsty <laughs> that's right but um and we're not again i was uh, i don't try to do commercials as it we're drinking this shit but i, I like talking about beer it's an educational and i'm actually factor. being completely honest that if i if somebody a craft brewer said that and then they served me this 
I would be like, fuck yeah, that's what that's that nails it, you know. And then I would say, I would be surprised that it was five eight. I'd be like, wow, that's five eight. Yeah, you can't even taste it. So, you know what I mean? So it's interesting, sure. and I had no idea that you guys were making these kind of beers, man. For sure, man. And and I think it's cool what what Paps is doing is like regionally around the U.S. We call it local legends, man, and we, we're all about like Rainier, Olympia, Natty Bows. Um, Valentine's and for the history of all this like craft beer drinkers man like Old Tankard Ale used to be the number two selling ale in America when that launched wow through 1937 through the 70s it was actually one of the first or the first like if you want to call it craft can beers because PBR was one of the first people to start canning beers after Prohibition they came out and so with Valentine one of the other ones they have that was like Legend has it the first American made Indian Pale Ale. Yeah, that was an, a couple things. Ask your dad if he knows what old tankard is or your grandpa. <laughs> yeah. Or, chances or, are they probably will, right? And then ask right? about Falstaff and Falstaff bought Ballantines and then Paps acquired Ballantines. It's uh That's cool shit. There's man. a lot of cool American history with Paps and I think it's cool just to let people know that it's still, you know, American owned, family owned. We're still independent. And that's why we're all about supporting the craft beer and the movement and Pabst. And it's, you know, we're, we're in for what everyone's in for right now. And think about that, you know, where we see, you know, there's a pretty much a war going on with one particular brewer yeah. and the craft industry. I mean, it's a, it's a war. It's getting, you know, in one of the industries that has some of the kindest people, some of the nicest fucking people I've ever met. There's a a genuine battle now going on where lines are now being drawn, and you should uh, get into the sales side. It's not, <laughs> that's not so nice. <laughs> oh well, yeah. Well, and see, that's why you're here. But from from my perspective, I'm talking about like Martin City will be like, hey, you should try, you know, Crane shit. I mean, I'm just very local yeah. level kind of shit. Throwing torn label into this too, yeah. All but my then, homies. yeah, and then you, you get yeah for sure, and then you get to um, where. A certain brewer starts buying, you know, your favorite craft guys that got bigger. You know what I mean? They're, they're buying uh, Goose for in particular. Goose was very, I mean, tumultuous for a lot of people because people love Bourbon County Stout, right? So they made a documentary about it, man. Chris yeah. the Grain. So and I hate mentioning names, but I'm just fuck it. You know, just well, I'll, I'll like, give the silver lining to it because positive is we all get to try a bourbon county stout pretty much you know but i also mentioned that there's there were some growing pains with that too sure so there's like some cool shit that happened we saw it launched on a scale that we've never seen it before um like you said documentary i don't think that's made without certain you know backing or whatever and then also uh the the migration week was like on steroids this year you know what i mean but then we got the you know beat a horse to death because we've talked about this a shit ton on btkc but the um the infection so you know the 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 beer being tainted with and and all these off flavors and all that kind of shit so you see the growing pains of of going through you know something where yeah you got something that was made on a small scale now like well, i think steroids. the uh the bad connotation that you know you're kind of driving to is more so like you know, we're still making laws in this beer industry, and we still have distributor-owned companies that are companies that make the beer. You know, there's 
I think there's still laws to be written. I think there's natural monopolies in the making. I, you got some big guys buying some other big guys. You know, it's uh, yeah. we're still in this this learning curve of starting out what's what's going to happen. But it's exciting. It's fun, man. But my point was that where you see these battles raging on, then you guys come out and you guys are kind of like you're on the side of, of you know, you complement the craft. You know, it's, that's one yeah. of your taglines. And so you're saying like, yeah, we recognize what's happening. We're not at war with that. I mean, it's a totally different animal. We're in our own. Yeah, world. this is our shit. I think it goes good with that. I do too. As a consumer, I don't always want to drink a bourbon barrel stout on the lake or whatever. You know what I mean? So I have my go-to shit. I and and I think a lot of people are like that. And I, if I go to a place and I get served a beer with friends or family. I'm not going to be like, oh, no, I don't drink that shit. Some right, people right, right. do. Some people do do that. Yeah. We uh, talked about that. Yeah, I don't, I don't do that. Yeah. I don't. I, to me, a beer is still a beer. And the best part of a beer is the company that you're drinking it with and also just the fact that I'm drinking a beer. It's always been a blue-collar thing. It's like the KC thing. social hour, man. That's right, goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> well, to make a plug, man, it's the uh, I think what Paps has done differently, and other people may do it, but we promote it and we're intertwined with it. Is uh, different cultures of life, man. PBR music, PBR art, PBR culture lifestyle. Um, those sixteen ounce cans, those sixteen ounce cans you're looking at. There's a guy with a microphone standing there with a PBR T-shirt, and then there's a description of the. Paps Blue Ribbon Music Grant. So Paps actually does the um, social media, YouTube, answering artists, starving, thriving artists that are on tour or need need help with their van broke down, their amps got fried. They give grants to thriving musicians. Like that's PBR's advertising is we go into the culture of music, art, and lifestyle. You know, vans. We have custom vans. With Very PBR. cool, man. So when I was going through trying to get with Paps, that was the biggest plug. I was like, all my inspirations and stuff that I'm into in life, Paps is also into the shit that I'm into. I was like, this is a perfect fit. You know, if you want to be the third largest brewery, but you're into the same shit that I'm into from a kid to now. I'm like, this is a blessing, man. Right on, man. Well played. <laughs> no, that, no, but yeah, that's great, man. That's really cool. And uh, yeah, it's really cool seeing some of the, you know, the fan art. People submit fan art and, you know, PBR posts, that kind of stuff. Uh, and what's cool concerts. is, man, they encourage me to reach out to local artists, man. I mean, we have a whole marketing department and stuff, but I get to sit down. I'll have coffee with artists or beer and we'll talk about some stuff going on. And, you know, we get down and we make it happen. Wow, man. needs that they need, or maybe they do a this T-shirt, this old Tankerdale T-shirt I'm wearing is a local artist. I was going to ask you about that. That shirt is awesome, man. Yeah, they, we went to their whole distributor meeting. So the whole time you were trying to get linked up with me is when I was just starting out, and there was so many trips going on. I was like, yeah, we got to go to Milwaukee. We're going to the motherland. Paps was born. The motherland. And, <laughs> and uh, you know, we're at this event, and they have all these T-shirts. This shirt got grabbed fast, but I was like. That is an awesome What's shirt. the size of that shirt hanging on the wall advertising it? Touche, man. It's your size. You got it. <laughs> right on, man. Cool. So, yeah. Uh, why don't you talk a little bit about uh, some of the trips and, and some of the adventures that you've, you've been on and 
why you were so fucking hung over that day, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where to start, man? Um, and I'm gonna grab Milwaukee. a beer. But I, but keep talking. I can hear you. I'm gonna grab a beer. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh, Milwaukee was cool, man. Uh, we got to go up and we we saw the motherland. Um, we got to go to the old original. You know. Yeah, I'll take a beer. Uh, give me the hard way. I'm drinking the old tankard now. Yeah. And now so, I don't even know where I was at. I'm sorry. You were uh, Milwaukee. Sure. So, yeah, we got to visit the the original corridors of where it's all going down. So we're trying to come back and do it all in-house through PAPS over there. Uh, we also brought all our distributors up, and everyone got, to, you know, the meetings we have, there's beer flowing, man. It's uh, it's not corporate out. It's pretty chill. It's uh, a lot of good times. You know, you got you got marketing crews walking around. You got people with neck neck tattoos. <laughs> it's like full sleeves, man. And it was like that's a PBR guy. So when we hit the scene, man, it's it's a it's a it's a rock party. Um, the story that Reuven's alluding to is the one that I slept through the 7 p.m. meeting, but this one's way better than it would have been. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we're kicking ass right now, man, and uh, you know. My bosses are awesome. They're good people, and they take care of us. So we got to go out, and uh, they took us out to Myrtle Beach in South Carolina. We had a great time. And my body may or may not have been rejecting PBR. It was also humid and hot as hell. We played, oh, played some golf out there. and I mean, you wake up, you drink, you go, and you go to bed. And it's PBR, and <laughs> try to maybe sneak in some shots or something just to loosen up the body. But uh they just, I don't even know where I'm going with this, man. But they just, we just <laughs> that's we just have a really good time. Um, we got the marketing team coming to town, July sixth week. There's a 311 concert at Grinders. You know we're gonna we're we're all going. We're gonna have a party 311? bus. 311 man. We're all going. We're gonna have a party bus. We're gonna be at Grinders, Thalmaeus. We're gonna try to rent out the top floor of Thalmaeus. Like you know, we just put on a good time. Holy we want to have a good man, time. That sounds tremendous. Say that again. Um, three eleven down mass. What's what's going on? Well, three eleven. Uh, I think opening X modest Yahoo, but it's July six at the uh, Grinders Crossroads venue, and uh, you know Thou Mayest has an upper deck in their yeah. spot, and they're they're all good people, man, for the local coffee scene. So yeah, for sure, man. That sounds fucking awesome, man. But it's and stuff so like what, that, what, man. Are they I mean, selling tickets for that, or what? What do people do to? Yes, yeah, the the grinders. Oh, it's show, through grinders. Yeah. yeah. Okay, right well, on, man. Yeah, whatever that venue is through grinders. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, like, um, but like right now we got a huge event at the College World Series. We've been putting up a lot of people over there. It's just like there is a ton of marketing, but a ton of fun that goes down. You know, we have the sales team, we have a marketing team that all intertwines. We got people getting linked up with artists and musicians, and we do. Uh, uh, my friend, Mr. Danny Pasternak, you know, I hope you will be listening to this. He's our marketing manager in the KC area, and he does like a vinyl awareness program. We go around the different venues. We've been that is tank crazy, room, bro. And then we move it around. We do First Fridays at the Crossroads where we, we hook up with local DJs, man, and we put on – we sponsor it by PAPS, but we hook it up for the local scene. Like That's why I talked to you about local craft beers and stuff. It's like we're all about what's happening in our market. Yeah, and we control that. That's incredible, man. So each his own market does that, and, you, and that, that's what I was, you know, kind of saying. Like it's it's weird. It's a different take than what you know we, we've been seeing, you know, in in other areas or whatever. 
Um, so how long have you been with Paps now? Shoot, man. I don't know, like four or five months, man. So you're just, you're barely uh, getting going on, on all this stuff. Just, and, I mean, other people say green, but I'm not green. I'm a veteran in the game. Yeah. So, yeah, obviously, you know, the, but you're just uh, new to. New to Paps. Yeah, new to Paps. And so what is some, uh, your day-to-day um, business look like? Like, what are some of the stuff if you, like your typical. Sure, day, man. I hate to say that, but. No, no, hmm. I, I can break it down pretty quickly. Um I think right now we're in the busy season of all like the hardcore holiday drinking months, you know, July 4th around the corner. So, oh yeah, this is huge for you guys right now. This you is, you know, a lot of times you're focusing on on premise, which would be restaurant bars. But right now there's a lot of volume grab through off premise, which would be your local, uh, retail liquor store. So right now I'm focused on getting around, getting displays up, maybe raffle giveaways, I'm just trying to get PBR on the floor and all our, all our family brands, not your father's, the woodchuck line. Uh, and we're just trying to get more flow, obviously, towards our products. So I'm going in. I'm trying to work with our distributors, and I'm trying to get displays in or feature prices and uh, or sale prices and, and, and then drive on the other side on-premise draft or 16-ounce specials or whatever I can get. And uh, I've, like, locally – uh, I'm wearing a Tipsy's T-shirt over here in, in Mission. There's a sure. liquor store called Tipsy's. You guys uh, have had some Nicholas epic Danger. displays. Throw his name out. Yeah, there. Nicholas. <laughs> he's awesome. He and he's he's cool because a lot of liquor stores they don't um, typically do a lot of social media promotions. I don't know why. That's another. You know, some of them do, but he's one of the guys that is kind of active. Like when they get some shit, he'll post it, or if they put up a pretty badass display. Like you guys had um, the cornhole. Uh, oh, yeah. With, yeah, 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 yeah. With the big t- – I was like, oh, man. And then sometimes they give away that stuff, and so I'm all about, you know, filling out the, the things to to try For to sure. get – Yeah, it's fun, man. I, I, I'm one of those, like, weird dudes that uh, stocks liquor stores. Sometimes just go in, don't buy shit, just to go <laughs> – like, like, I'll be, like, browsing their what's, selection and what's shit. What's new? <laughs> I always feel bad when I do that because the guy, you know, it's, it's sometimes they're just like, you know, sole proprietorship, you know, business. A guy, he's like, hey, man, like, why why didn't you, you know, did I not have with you? I'm like, I wasn't even really going to buy it. This is how I spend my free time sometimes, <laughs> yeah. just fucking I'm just on my way home. That's terrible. <laughs> I do do that, though, man. And I know it's going to be weird, but I can't help myself. I'm like, fuck, I'm going to go into this liquor store. I'm probably not going to buy shit. You're a better person for like, not buying, man. I just like looking at a lot of times I do buy a, a t- sometimes I buy a ton of shit. I'm not going to lie. They know me at Tipsy's. I buy a ton uh, of shit from Tipsy's. Uh, Missy's is another one that I buy a ton of shit uh, from. Yeah, Those are my source, two man. like close to your neck of the woods. Yes, so yes. people listening. The they see the majority in. of my business. But uh, and but, you know, I'll go to other liquor stores just to see what the fuck they have. Just so I can know what they have. Sometimes people ask me, hey, oh, I was looking for this. Beer. Oh, I saw it over here. They got it in cans over here. They got this. Yeah, yeah. So, because cans exciting are time, huge. man. Yeah. So sometimes I'll just fucking stroll through a. But yeah, you guys have some really cool, uh, uh, nice displays. Some cool shit, man. And that one stuck out to me when I, I walked that. in. It was like, you know, oh, like oh, well, oh, Kathy put up the huge <laughs> tent that takes over like two wine aisles. Yeah, and, like, they just had this big ass tent in there. I just appreciate that with like a know? grill and cornhole, and I'm like. Because I love tailgating. That's my other shit. And there's a perfect beer for that. And I tell uh, Mark, he brought a lot of paps over. And I'm like, bro, 
you saved me a trip to the to the liquor store because this is the perfect lake beer and shout out to david shu uh shu's a a a tremendous brewer he's all locked into all the craft scene and he posted that his go-to beer for the lake that's nothing better is pbr and that's fucking cool man because yeah you know a, a guy like him he's influential in a lot of ways like people listen to what he says they ask him questions about you know how to brew shit and and he's always sharing his knowledge for him to say something like that i think it's really cool because he's not trying to he's just telling the truth hey man i drink these kind of beers this is like a regular you know go-to beer for me when it's a hot ass day bro like i'm not he's, always uh, drinking uh barley wine you know yeah he's a perfect example of some of the the difficulties maybe i go through when i have to rebuttal on somebody you know when i say okay you have to beat that ass I'm like, so, yeah, Colorado and Oregon are only our top two markets, but they don't know anything about craft beer. Oh, nice. So somebody like David Shue, man, like he gets it. Yeah, man. Shoe uh, brew. Hashtag shoe brew. Yeah, shoe brew. Like I told you when we were getting down here earlier, about to get down, man, I I think working for Paps was the best thing that ever happened to me because I just appreciated all brews, you know, because the year before I joined Paps, I drank. In my pocket book was broke, man. I was drinking craft beer, and then I got back <laughs> yeah, with Paps, man. and it kind of just like was like, yeah, this, this is this is the life. You you got you your your great loggers, and you got great craft beers, and you support the scene. But some of these people get a little too pretentious, and and everyone, like I said earlier, thinks they're a certified cicerone. It wants to jib and jab after every little detail, and it's like we should just support what's happening yeah and, and be I, about it and if you don't like the beer then either that beer wasn't for you or maybe there was something wrong but maybe you should revisit it and see where they're at because a lot of these breweries starting up that come out with uh, an ipa can't get the hops that they want that they originally started with making those ipas yeah those hop contracts are aggressive and it's difficult. difficult man so you need to revisit all those startup breweries around our area and you need to give them a second chance and come out and and, you know, three years later, they're able to get the hops they want, and they're just getting by with what they can. And I wrote an article not too long ago about, you know, the blue-collar history of beer. And I understand that, you know, it, it can get pretty highbrow and shit, you know what I mean? But uh, at its core, beer is always going to be of the people, you know, for the the people. It's You know what I mean? And that's why I was super excited to have you guys on because – you know, we we were real heavy on, you know, introducing a lot of the craft things and stuff. But I, I as, as a lover of beer, just love beer in general, period. And if I don't like a beer, I won't talk about it. You know what sure, I mean? Yeah, so yeah. you won't hear me on the podcast shitting on beers. I just not my thing. You know what I mean? I understand there's people that, you know, want to, you know, that that's their niche. I only talk about shit that I like. So, I'll you know... Pop culture, I'll, I'll shit on some pop culture. <laughs> I mean, just to, today's rap. I gotta roll up. Uh, or I'll shit on Corey from time to time. Yeah, Corey. Or if you don't show up on time and he's on a you're Disney, too big, he's to, on the Disney cruise right now. We should mention that. Since Corey's on the Disney. Cruise. Roasted me hardcore last time. No, but shout uh, out to Charlie for being like he's a good guy, guys. <laughs> yeah, Charlie. So you know we'll ha- we you know talk Ballast Point and all these. Uh, but you know I just love beers and I I like. 
certain kinds of beers and i will talk about those beers for sure and so i was super excited to have you guys on because i i dug what you're doing and Corey, man it's it's a little bit shitty because i think Corey he had the most uh he was the one that was even more excited than i was to to have you on and talk about some of this stuff and i just think it's cool man to to uh to be talking about just beer in general, all beer, you know, in the, yeah. and then in the inclusion of the craft beer and that, you know, there's a, there's a beer for every occasion, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And this definitely falls up, uh, under that. I wanted to know, uh, what did you like? What do you like the most about your job right now, man? Oh, that's a tough one. I could just say D all the above, man. That's it's awesome. It's just the lifestyle. I think that I mentioned before it, they're, they're a lot of fun and, and, the the scenes that i'm into they're into man the passions and cultures not every you know and think of how cool that is guys that you 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 spend a lot of your time you know messing with you know like he said craft beer you spend time in the industry and then you come to a company that appreciates you know basically all the things that you do you know whether it's like the supporting of local art you know you dig art and shit but maybe you're not a fucking artist you dig beer but maybe you're not you know balls deep brewer or whatever and uh you dig uh craft beer you dig all and then all of a sudden you find this mute yeah you the music and then you find this job where it's all of that shit man yeah and that and that's what paps is right now paps is music paps is art paps is chilling on the fucking leg it's culture lifestyle trucker man. hats no, I'm just, <laughs> no. yeah yeah they make me look good in trucker hat man you know they, got, I mean? they got the bill right it's podcasting nice now it's in podcasting yeah man well yeah even Live before Facebook i was telling videos. you man i was uh talking to my boss and, and my general manager man and they're like oh that's awesome yeah you should get these people to follow you to other happy hours and then see who follows you for the entire summer and then get those motherfuckers up bike or a free beer for a year it's just like that's just the paps lifestyle man it's just listen to that easy going man so you if it's if paps is already something that you like or you know maybe you've stepped away from it for a while you come back you follow the casey social we're gonna be following mark around and shit and it's just all you know it's all gravy for for one we're going to be doing this cool ass happy hour. You know, that's going to kick ass. Yeah. We're going to find a good Royals game. We're all going to get down and watch. Yeah, it. man. What's and we'll roll that right into the chiefs, man. We'll just keep it going. Yeah. That's so, that's so awesome, man. And, and it's just cool that, you know, that you can do shit like that, you know, on a, on a local level like that, man, that you have that leeway that, you know, that you could, that your bosses will tell you, fuck yeah, you know, go ahead and do that podcast. I think that was the hardest thing starting out, man, was like, uh, cause I was telling you earlier, I've been a part of startup companies before getting, you know, into something that's major. Yeah. And, uh, the hardest part for me was learning how to like, I don't know, just spend money. Cause I'm not used to being able to do that. Oh man. The grind. And, but of- then you can throw it away, but you, to be effective at what you do, it's, makes it challenging but fun yeah if you if you find a cool way of doing it yeah for sure but there's a lot of jobs that you don't even have that fucking that flexibility there's dudes that are just like hate their jobs bro you know well that's yeah it's just like oh but you know and you're in the position to where you love your shit you know what i mean and yeah that's why i like talking to dudes like the reps and shit and even the brewers, you know, but I even talked to the reps because I think the reps have a cool ass fucking job. You know what I mean? Yeah. You guys go around making people happy with a product that makes a lot of people happy. Um, like for me, 
Uh, beer is always going to be celebratory. It's always going to be a party. It's always going to be friends. Not always a party, but you know, because we're right, right now we're not fucking partying. You know? I don't know, man. I'm feeling like I'm partying. <laughs> <laughs> but it, but it's friends. You know what I mean? And uh, social gathering, man. That's what some of the the pretentious shit sometimes I think forget. And yeah. I would try, always remind guys, hey man, beer's supposed to be fun. Right. Remember, you know, so when we're shitting on each other and like, oh, you don't know shit or this shit sucks or I fucking hate that. It's like, that's not any kind of hangout I want to be part of. Nah, you know what man. I mean? I, and, and I love wine. I'm all about it, man. But, you know, I try to leave some of that dick measuring contest, but I feel like I might have joined another. So, <laughs> but I totally win. So, <laughs> <laughs> but PBR is up in the state. Of Kansas, so. <laughs> But, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's, um, so that, that aspect of it, you know, the, the, the fun aspect, we should never lose sight of that shit. And, and even, you know, at times, you know, you, you sometimes want a beer that you don't have to fucking think about, you know, it's your go-to that just tastes good, man. I'm just chilling right now. You know, there's always that shit too. So, uh, you know, you, sometimes we get too much in the weeds about shit and, and there's a time and place for that too. You know, we're in a, we're in a beer judging contest or you're, yeah, you're, it's called untapped. untapped. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. You can get all, you know, judgmental as you want, but yeah. And I see, and, and that's one thing, the KC social, we do have an un, untapped account, but man, I hardly ever log in beers there. You know, it's just not, you know, uh, I'm not into checking off, uh, all the beers, like I don't, I, and that's cool. It's hard to think about day to day. Like, man, this is like half my job. If I tapped in all the beers that I was drinking, yes, a lot of times I just want to. I like drink to see beer, what other bro. people are drinking. But see, right now, uh, and it's it sounds weird because this is going to be episode forty one. So we have forty one hours of just us drinking, wow. <laughs> talking shit. That's not you know, and that for me, that's kind of crazy to think about. You know, uh, it's kind of a lot. You know, whatever. Uh, but it's still, you know, I'm, and I've told people I'm never going to stop doing this. I'm not, man. I, it, it's like, you know, whether I have like, it, like I was on the last podcast, I says all this shit grows as it goes. So as long as I keep doing this and I've already seen it happening, man, it's, it's a, it's cool as fuck just to have you right here right now, man. Appreciate and you that. see my pimp ass Lando clock now. Oh yeah, we got to talk about Lando. <laughs> yeah, we got dude. a funny story about that. Yeah, so fuck all. No, it but, goes back to Milwaukee. Those yeah. trips that we take. No, but, uh, yeah, but uh, so I forgot what the fuck. I'll just go into the Lando. Go story, to man. go to Lando, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, we're talking Billy D. Billy D. Williams, dude. Colt forty five, seventy nine years old. Give a little bit of a background on that he's, whole relationship. He's with incredible. Colt 45. He's he's the nicest guy you'll ever meet. And as a child growing up, I never thought I'd meet the guy that was a part of Boba Fett. Cause, you know that guy was badass too. Uh, so we went out to Milwaukee and we had the distributor meeting and the Cole 45 crew brought out Billy D cause he's back. And, uh, we had a meet and greet. So I waited and, and until I could get in line and chatted with him. So I waited for an hour in line. I would have waited for four hours, man. man I was going to meet Billy as D. A, uh, it was a line, how the line was just all PAPS people. Yeah, Paps and the distributors came out. It was like a whole Holy company shit, meeting. You still had to wait an hour? Just an hour, but it was everybody waited an hour. You know, it was just oh, a continual oh, hour I, line, man. He, he was there for four hours, or however many. He was there from the beginning to the end. He waited to meet everybody. Everybody That's took a cool picture. Fuck, man, sat in a little corner booth. He had his little promo girls. It was unbelievable. But I he, seen John Poteet on there. I was oh, so jealous. Yeah, he was liking the Facebook ads. We can call Poteet. 
Dude, I was jealous of that when I saw that, man. I was like, damn, look at that, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It That's was another awesome. guy that I, you know, I've tried to get on the, but he's like, no, nah, you don't want to talk to me. It's boring, man. Why don't you talk to, he's always giving me like uh, a brewer or a rep to talk to, but we're going to nail that dude down. Because we'll I know that dude's got some, stu- we'll, he, well, he's crazy. We'll I think he's a little Mr. nervous about what he Robbie might Robbie Gleesman <laughs> together, man. Those guys will be right. I love John, dude. He's so awesome. But go ahead. Uh, so, yeah, to yeah, I, I told Ruben that I was going to tell a funny story about Mr. Billy D. Um, involves a little white lie. I'm not a guy that lies, man, but when you're in the face of Lando and you, you, you almost did something cool, you just tell that dude you did something cool. Hey, man, I'm going to tell you this cool story that never happened, but it's still cool, man. <laughs> yeah. So I sit down. Apparently, he had a birthday about a week before, so I was like, I got I got to make an effective opening line. I was like, hey, man, happy belated birthday. Oh, <laughs> shit. That is a pro move right there, bro. Of course, man. Wikipedia. Yeah, because you're, you're automatically making uh, uh, rapport right there, bro. Right, man. Like, Credibility. Hey, man, I know it was your birthday. Sales rep life. Boom. Here we go. Damn. Came in hot. Like a doctor. <laughs> Dre, here we go, and uh, yeah, well, we're we're shooting the shit, man. Because you know you you're standing in line, you're like, all right, man, that motherfucker needs to hurry up because it's my turn. <laughs> yeah. So I don't want to be too long, but I was like, I'm a great superior, man. You just I'm got coming that, in that birthday in just, your back pocket, yeah, yeah, like oh, I'm gonna hit him with the birthday shit. Watch, oh yeah, man. So here we, we came in, <laughs> gave him that. He was all in. I was like, by the way, man, back in college. I had this tall-ass friend. He was going to dress up as Chewbacca. I had another guy look really good in a leather jacket. He was going to be Han Solo. And they were, like, you know, saying, like, there was going to be a duo. I was like, F that, man. I'm going to be Lando Calrissian. That's a trio. <laughs> so that was something we talked about and didn't do. But when I met Lando Calrissian, that was something <laughs> that totally we did do. <laughs> and he was, I was like, dude, I wish I had pictures to show you. And he was like, oh, I wish you did, too. <laughs> oh, sorry, man. That should never happen. <laughs> oh, man. So that's me coming clean, man. And it makes for a good story, though, right? And the awesome thing about it is I'm looking at, at Mark and then and then beelining it to my, my new clock image. I'm telling the story to Lando I feel like he was telling him right now, dude. I like did, I was man. there. Hey, he, he loved was, it, though. He, he was, was all about it. Awesome, too. Guy rocks an ascot like no other. Dude, he was, yeah, he was totally in the whole Billy D. Williams Dude, you know, he unbelievable never broke guy. character. Just boom. Just He's so grateful for this position. Like a it's gentleman. He is. You know, and uh, we got Juicy J now. He's a, the pass off torch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool forty five. Billy Dean, Juicy J, man. Yeah, that's the. Yeah, that would be the. You know, the modern. You know, equivalent. You know, of uh, like a, a, a badass dude. You know what I mean? It's like Project Pat. It's gonna be hard with Project Pat, torch, man. Three Six Mafia. But yeah, no, no, yeah, and. and you said uh, juicy. It's Juicy J, right? He's the producer, like he, to all kinds of awesome art. I mean, he makes his own music, but I think he's like behind the scenes a producer to a lot of artists that we'd be surprised. Like you know that, you know what is like uh, Katy Perry shit like that. Like sure. he produces songs for like Huge a hits. lot of other yeah. artists too. Yeah, but Probably I think Justin it's just Timberlake cool, and shit. Hey, you're bumping JT earlier. <laughs> That's live. No, and I, man, and I don't know. You, I used to. I I listened to Three Six Mafia, the original underground old ass. For sure, man. Like you know, what I mean, Dude, but that the was best some beats. really dark music. Well, you well know, I think they had the best beats, man. Yeah, and and uh, for sure. Oh yeah, it, it, absolutely. And they yeah. had some really good rappers too. Oh yeah. But uh, so 
there was always something, but that first few albums really dark. Well, you know, there there were three six mafia, you know, three six. But well, it was triple six mafia right, at the right, time. Yeah. So it's triple six mafia now. They're three six mafia, a little bit more of a mainstream kind of name. Commercial, yeah. No, but, they're not commercial. No, but, no, but no, for yeah. the commercial. But yeah, man, that first because you know this was when gangster hip hop just was the rule of the land, right? And then these guys were like a dark take on South Southern dark hip hop. Totally. But dope shit though, really good shit. I don't and know it, what it is, man. I love all that shit. Yeah, and then and then and then uh, now Juicy J producing songs for like Katy Perry and shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, and he's on that's that. An and artist, like, man. Yeah, so you know it transcends. So you'd say, oh well, that was just you know hardcore gangster music. He's producing for Katy Perry, you know. So there's yeah. some guy, and and everybody listens to that, right? For so, sure. So he's transcended, you know. And I'm not sure how all the artists are doing from that original triple six mafia thing, but yeah, super interesting. The '90s were just bad. You mentioned 311. You know that the right, it's, right. It's it's gonna be hard to, you know, and it's hard for like you. It's cool that you're helping these artists nowadays because you know the music industry doesn't just doesn't have the fucking money that Dude, it once had. Just bro. this morning that you mentioned that, I was like, sometimes when I'm chilling, about to start my day, I'll like flip it to. Music videos, because that's what I grew up listening to. You know, yeah. Tupac changes. I remember. I still listen to CDs. How, how old school? <laughs> if you had a mix mixtape cassette, we'd be worried. Dude, no, I do. I make mix. But CDs. I just just saying it, man. Growing up watching music videos, I remember watching Tupac changes, and that shit was on all the time. And I and I told myself, I said, all right, I might be tired of watching this, but I'm gonna really miss this moment in my life. Yeah, and I do, man. I miss it you know, all the time. You know, they used to be able to throw. Uh, two hundred thousand dollars, five hundred thousand on development deals for artists. Yeah. Well, what I was getting at, man, was these people come out. It's just who's more popular, and that's what I heard this morning on the this Revolt Channel. It was like, you only have to be a good lyricist, man. You just got to be popular in the scene. Oh and, man, uh, that's one of the sad things true, about though. the state of hip hop right now. And we've fucking I argued the shit out of this with uh, Corey. The is that I feel like, you know, you you listen to nineties hip hop. And the things that they're saying. And I'm not, you know, I'm sure there's some some great artists in the 2016 scene that there is. You know, there is. There is. But it's incomparable to the amount and the sheer amount of lyrics that came out in that that era. You know what I mean? Sure. It's Man, I, I don't know. That's why I feel like. But I feel like, you know. People will say that 20 years later, they'll say the same it thing. Was, it was the golden age, bro. No. It was a good time. Sorry, man. I mean, no. you go from Grandmaster <laughs> Flash and you go into like 90s, 2000s with Outkast. Well, um, the Outkast, for example, who, who's, who out of the South right now is on the level lyrically that the Outkast were on? Big Crit. 10 years ago. See, see, I don't even know what the fuck you just said. Uh, you gotta go get on Big Crit, <laughs> man. Right, man. He's, a, he's, hey, he's Mississippi, but yeah. Well, no, well, yeah, that would be a Southern, you know, yeah. rapper. You know, uh, I know the Outkast were man. Yeah, I, I'll you're have right, some, man. Uh, maybe my 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 homie. I, but I guess I'm thinking more about what's popular, you know. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, that, yeah. that's where I'm probably fucking up because there's probably a lot of underground shit that's really, you know, lyrically mm-hmm. solid. But you know, the '90s had mainstream artists breaking that were saying some incredible stuff. Sure, you know, and that the Outcasts were a good example of that. You yeah, know, that's one of my favorites. Tupac, man. Biggie, you know, even the gangster rappers were rapping about it on another level yeah. in the '90s. But you know, to be perfectly honest, but I just hear shit on the radio every now and then, and it seems like a lot of the that that style. It, you know what I mean? Panda. Uh, 
it, it, it's more Panda. of the popular. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What the fuck is that? Like, what is that? I had to Google search that. That shows my age now. Apparently, no, it's a you're white Mercedes, me, black tinted windows. I was like, yeah, okay, Panda. Yeah, I'm Google searching rap lyrics, man. I'm a suburban white guy. <laughs> hey, man. And I grew up. I mean, I was. Oh, well, I told you, I have a. I have a CD. I was. Yes. I was a rapper. Plug it in. I know that's incredible, right? But I mean, you wouldn't even think that of it. But no, I, I was Reuven Oates. immersed. I loved all this <laughs> shit. You know what I mean? By the way, I'm going to make you a intro. I'm going to make you an <laughs> hey, intro. Hey, right now, we had the idea. Um, I've been kicking around the idea to do a, a beer rap. So my man... Oh, no, I'm not rapping. Right now. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Mark can, you know, collaboration here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do we'll a beat, down, drop man. a beat, and we're gonna we're gonna drop a a, a beer rap. Paps live. God, it's gonna be terrible. That but, might be as terrible as our Facebook live feed. I gotta make a uh, quick. Yeah, <laughs> no, that was fun, man. That was awesome. No, it was really cool. These and guys I, are gonna I mean, love it. That was Mark's idea to do a live video feed, and man, it, hey, uh, you gotta take a risk sometimes, but and it was cool as fuck. I loved it, and I think that you know. Uh, we're gonna get we we got some good comments and some people are gonna win some free shit. We're gonna have a happy hour off of it. Tremendous, man. And Mark was like, "Hey, bro, this this just the beginning, you know what I mean? So we'll be doing a lot more cool shit like that." But what were you gonna say, man? Pedro Bizwan Julio. What's that? My homie from Topeka, music <laughs> guy. Is he really? Oh yeah, you guys gotta check him out, man. I really? Like that plug. Oh, awesome, super man. good cat. What what kind of stuff does he do? What does he do? It's hip hop, man. Right uh, on. It's just. Uh, but he's he's intertwined with the community. He helps out with the kids and the program, but does a lot of fundraisers for all these people. He's a really solid dude. So we're talking about music. I just felt like no, yeah. I need to make that plug, man. These guys got to know. You know, and and I um, and it just just came to me right now. But I was you know dissing the state of hip hop, and uh, you see that Hamilton play. Have you heard of this? I'm waiting for it to come out on PBS, man. Well, look at that, bro. You talk, uh, and and he they were interviewing it's the guy. Yeah, it's incredible. It's incredible. That just shows everything you that I see. The power of hip hop. Yes. Okay. And I had forgotten about it because I had been, you know, seeing when hip hop first started. It was very positive. There was a lot of positive rappers. A lot of the messages were even Tupac. You listen to a lot of Tupac's early work. Very political. Brenda's got a baby. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah, you know, uh, strictly for my ninjas. I'll just right, say right, ninjas, right. but you know, but there's a very, <laughs> very <laughs> inspirational kind of like, hey man, pick yourself up. You know, this kind of shit. Change. And then, and then, it, and then it got, you know, and then, you know, of course, you know, you know, as things got heated, you know, gangster rap kind of. But even there are a lot of political statements within that, you know, and I won't get too deep into that. But then uh, they were interviewing recently Hamilton is this Broadway play that's just about Alexander Hamilton, you know, who, who famously lost his life in a duel and was very influential throughout our country, the money system, all of this. And he, the guy who wrote the play uses hip-hop to tell his story, and he says hip-hop is uniquely designed because of the amount. There's no other music form that has the amount of words that hip-hop does within a song. I mean, that's, that's a tough thing, and when I was writing lyrics if you were writing a song i would have to write like you know just a certain number of words to knock out a song you know what i mean but when you're writing a rap bro it's a it's a chore to get through an entire song writing out all of that shit so the amount of words was conducive to the story he was telling and it just spoke to the power and the popularity 
that 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 thing is experienced, you know, the president, the Tony Awards. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty cool shit, man. It's it's, it's amazing. Yeah, and it I just, is. It is. I think I love that story. The man. best highlight of where we are now is just people love that shit, man. It, it is a crowd pleaser, like craft beer and hip hop. You know, it's just like yeah. those things intertwine. Man, my friend uh, Grant Wayner uh, from from Tallgrass is funny. He recently said that you know, oh holy shit! Well, like I'm wearing a, a beer, kind of a beer. I'm wearing a Tipsy's T-shirt. You're wearing your old Tanker T-shirt. He says that like this generation, like right now, like beer is like kind of the rock stars. Yeah, you know? dude, <laughs> totally is, man. Isn't that weird? It is, and it hit me. And then, and then my brother, who's not totally not into craft beer that much. He called me and he goes, he goes, man, it's weird. He goes, it's like, like, because he grew up in the 90s, like all the metal shirts and all that oh, shit. No, not say. the 90s, the 80s. Uh, so he was like, you know, um, the metal up your ass, the Iron Maiden shit, like those badass shirts that they yeah. fucking wore. I just loved all that shit, like the Aussie Ultimate Sin t shirt. You had like a No Limit Soldiers t shirt back Well, that, in the that day. was the 90s, yeah. So, yeah. But we all rocked that. What, you know, you, you get you that at so your, like, your hood haircut place. They didn't sell that Dude, in the mall. No, no. My my That's favorite a Topeka uh, shout out right there. When I would wear the Cypress, anything with Cypress Hill, and I one of my favorite shirt, and this is kind of sound, but I really dug it. Was the house I had the House Boys. of Pain shirt, and it had <laughs> it had the it had like the Irish colors in it. The bit, yeah. but then on the on the back it said Fine Malt Lyrics, and I was like, oh no, no, it said Fine Malt Lyrics on the front, and on the back it said Come and get some of this because nice, it had that nice. song Come and get some of this over here. Now, uh, you know, yeah, but the Fine Malt Lyrics, I was like, oh shit, dude, this is awesome. But nowadays, uh, it's all about beer shit. People aren't rocking their their band shirts; they're rocking Odell's, PBR. You know, fucking tall grass. It's a good point, man. It's weird, right? right? No, you're right. So he made that point, and I swear, like the very next day, my brother made the same point, and I was like, "Fuck, there might be something to that." Maybe why? That's why I'm all in, man. That's why you're a fucking rock star right now, bro. I'm just trying to keep up. (laughs) That's why Mark Miller's sleeping through seven p.m. meetings, man. (laughs) We're we're almost, uh, you know, in case like we're we're about uh, five minutes out right now. All right. well, hit no, me. What, what do you got, man? I feel like you have oh, some yeah, more questions. Oh, yeah. We'll right, uh, spitball it right in, man. We're going to have to redo this, bro. That's cool. Uh, um, we can come in and do a music podcast next. Dude, uh, uh, some, this was uh, – oh, Corey had this question, uh, and, and he said, as beer becomes more fragmented – how does Paps go after market share versus the big boys? But I, I don't think he realized that you guys were kind of well. But you know, there is a big gap, you know, between the biggest boy and that boy. So, you know, or if you want to talk about demographics, like how does it rate demographically? Like who do you feel like is your target? Yeah, that's an interesting question because sometimes I think, you know, PBR. Like, are you guys just going after like? younger college dudes or is there a big thing in that or do you guys look at demographics uh, we're not going after anybody we just kind of do what we're doing but the demographic we get is everybody because you get people that grew up on pbr so they're old they're older and you get the millennials that we talked about and they're younger and you like me i'm a millennial (laughs) i think i heard the last podcast man (laughs) i I didn't hear millennial in it (laughs) <laughs> Wait, what's Corey? What'd you call it? Baby boomer. <laughs> Corey's a boomer. Yeah, I'll roast him back. Corey's a boomer. 
And he drinks PBR. <laughs> it's literally for everybody, man. I, I mean, millennials, hipsters, music geeks, everybody accepts it, artists. It's uh, it's a beautiful thing. I mean, that I, I feel like it's age 21 through 80. And and the other thing that Corey mentioned was that there was a t- there was like all of a sudden a resurgence that you guys had and it happened recently. I thought that was a good question, man. So yeah, I, I was so digging into it and uh, even on the that. on the past website, man, because because I'm new. But even they say the upswing happened in like 2002. Well, they killed the ads in like '85. They killed all on you know TV and radio ads. So we just went off the mainstream, which oh, was a lot of people that, were on dude. the mainstream. So. That actually, in hindsight, was the best thing they did. And uh, and then when we talked about earlier with all this music and art, that's where we bring back our advertising. Dude, and, and this is where I think that, that that I'm surprised that there's not more people doing what the KC so And I don't give a fuck. You know? I, like I said, I'm never going to stop doing this. But I do foresee a moment in time where... You know, they could fucking hire Don Johnson to come to Kansas City, start doing a fucking podcast on craft beer. He's going to kick our ass just by the fucking sheer fact. I'm not, you know what I mean? Like, you just have to get a celebrity. But it's amazing that no one's done that shit yet. Uh, you know what you I mean? don't, man. I think, well, I I think it goes back to these millennials. They'll sniff it out, man. That's that shit's dope. fake. You know? But see, you got to be transparent. I'm tripping out that we're the only ones kind of well we're not the only ones but we're one of the only ones in kansas city kind of doing some shit but like i love that you said that you kind of went off the grid a little bit with the ad that they went off the grid and i do think that that's some badass shit because the shit that i'm i listen like like i don't watch like my mom she watches the news you know what i mean she watches local fucking news i can't stand I grew up, I was a broadcaster, you know, I and mean, that's my background. Like, I, I went to college to be a broadcaster. Can't stand the fucking local news. I'm sorry. I can't, can't stand the fucking radio, especially once I got turned into podcasts. Because podcasts, dudes, we're having a real conversation right here. Yeah. If we were on TV, I'd have been like, so, Mark, uh, hey, Mark, Mark's here with... Blah blah blah, you know, Mark. Hey, what the fuck going on? You know, that's a Chances of clouds. Yeah. Back to you, Riven. I can't stand that shit, and I feel like they're treating you like a kid sometimes, man. Where they, he's not even a real dude telling you how he feels about shit, but he's just reading it off of some bullshit. And I don't want to go on a full on, but hey, man, that's brilliant because you know a lot of the you're not abandoning, and it's not that you're. I mean, I think that 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 thing has its place, you know what I mean? But I don't watch, I don't watch any, like, fucking, I, I watch HBO, I watch shows like fucking Bill Maher, I watch fucking Game of Thrones, shit, like, if they want to show a titty, they'll show a titty, you know I mean? I'm not watching to show a titty, but, you know, it, they don't have any problem if one Did you want to make a plug for your favorite website right now? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> or if somebody cusses, it's not a, you know what I mean? Yeah, but you're yeah. watching, well, what's worse? You know, like somebody saying something or doing it like on a cable show or like the sexual innuendo on a show like Two Broke Girls where like they're doing everything but fucking saying what what they want to say. You know, I mean? like I watch a show and I'll be like, this is borderline just perversion on a subconscious level. Right. I want to go back and listen to this and just realize where where this took a tangent. <laughs> I'm <off>. sorry, man. <laughs> hey, well, that, that's, uh, but <laughs> I think it's more funny on the news. <laughs> <laughs> well, the news. The other thing that that bugs me out about the news is when when they have those weird, awkward 
transitions. No, I love it, dude. Oh my god, I watch Those, the news. The awkward every morning, transitions. Man. My wife, we got the news on. It tries to help wake me up. She's up, man. I'm just trying to get up. So I, I'm just in bed. It's my excuse. I'm just watching the news. <laughs> and uh, yeah, dude, I just, it, that stuff cracks me up, man. Oh, Good the, morning, America. They got these puns for days, man. When they do the handoff and shit, like so, MC. Uh, well, both of those Royals are doing kind of in a little, like, <laughs> like, uh, they actually won yesterday, man. <laughs> I can't believe I'm just talked about Good Morning America on a beard podcast. <laughs> I think I'm going to be invited back. I don't know. I oh, hope for so. sure, man. For sure, bro. We'll talk about some, just some other shit in KC, man. I don't know. I just, yeah, appreciative and, to be here, really. And, uh, we blew through that, that hour went by quick, man, and we just, Turned into a pumpkin, man. So normally I would say say goodbye, Corey, but I will tell you guys goodbye. And do you have any other final thoughts or anything? I don't know, man. Just uh, you know, we're not the big guys. We're 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 independent. So don't curse our names for sure, man. And I'm I'm gonna have some more uh, bruise right now. I probably shouldn't. I think I, I'm gonna. I think I got one more rant in me. We, yeah, we, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nah, that's, we'll catch you on the flip side in this. Is a Kansas City social hour.